The immortality of the soul, the nature of the mind, and the connection between the soul and the body. Part 5 concludes with miscellaneous topics, from practical subjects such as labor relations and the punishment of criminals, to more abstruse topics such as reincarnation and the Sufi notion of the unity of existence. Broad and wide-ranging as the topics treated in some answered questions may be, the book was not intended to be an exhaustive exposition of a self-contained system of thought, as attested by the volume's title. A number of fundamental teachings of the faith are, therefore, not explicitly mentioned. Moreover, in the course of the months and years that the talks were given, the same topic would sometimes be addressed from different perspectives in separate conversations, with the result that the concepts required to fully understand a given subject may be spread across different chapters, or the contents of a subsequent chapter may form the basis for the understanding of an earlier one. Finally, it should also be noted that although Abdu'l-Bahá reviewed and corrected the text, he did not attempt in the process to alter the basic form of the replies or to reorganize and consolidate the material. To develop a fuller picture of Abdu'l-Bahá's exposition of a given subject, then, the attentive reader should consider any chapter within the context of the entire book, and the book within the larger context of the entire body of the Bahá'í teachings. A notable case in point is the treatment of the subject of the evolution of species, which is taken up explicitly in Part 4, and which must be understood in light of several Baha'i teachings, especially the principle of the harmony of science and religion. Religious belief should not contradict science and reason. A certain reading of some of the passages found in chapters 46-51 through 51 may lead some believers to personal conclusions that contradict modern science. Yet the Universal House of Justice has explained that Baha'is strive to reconcile their understanding of the statements of Abdu'l-Baha with established scientific perspectives, and therefore it is not necessary to conclude that these passages describe conceptions rejected by science. For example, a kind of parallel evolution that proposes a separate line of biological evolution for the human species parallel to the animal kingdom since the beginning of life on earth. A careful review of Abdu'l-Bahá's statements in this volume and in other sources suggests that his concern is not with the mechanisms of evolution, but with the philosophical, social, and spiritual implications of the new theory. His use of the term species, for example, evokes the concept of eternal or permanent archetypes, which is not how the term is defined in contemporary biology. He takes into account a reality beyond the material realm. While Abdu'l-Bahá acknowledges elsewhere the physical attributes that human beings share in common with the animal and that are derived from the animal kingdom, in these talks he emphasizes another capacity, a capacity for rational consciousness that distinguishes man from the animal and that is not found in the animal kingdom or in nature itself. This unique capacity, an expression of the human spirit, is not a product of the evolutionary process but exist potentially in creation. As Abdu'l-Bahá explains, Since man was produced ten or a hundred thousand years ago from the same earthly elements, with the same measures and quantities, the same manner of composition and combination, and the same interactions with other beings, it follows that man was exactly the same then as exists now. And if a thousand million years hence, he goes on to say, the component elements of man are brought together, measured out in the same proportion, combined in the same manner, 
and subjected to the same interaction with other beings, exactly the same man will come into existence. His essential argument, then, is not directed towards scientific findings, but towards the materialist assertions that are built upon them. For Baha'is, the science of evolution is accepted, but the conclusion that humanity is merely an accidental branch of the animal kingdom, with all its attendant social implications, is not. Over the years since the original publication of Some Answered Questions, it has become increasingly clear that the translation would benefit from a careful and thorough revision. Miss Barney, as she herself stated, was a student of the Persian language and, however able, could not have entirely mastered its intricacies. And she could not, of course, have taken advantage of the brilliant illumination that was later to be cast upon the sacred texts of the faith by the authoritative translations of Shoghi Effendi. Moreover, only a few necessary corrections...